The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On a picture-perfect Sunday afternoon, it's Mother's Day and it's throwback weekend right here at the track Too Tough to Tame. Green flag goes in the air and Martin Truex Jr. will win stage number one. Martin Truex Jr., like a jackrabbit, gets away from the field. And just like stage number one, Martin Truex Jr. picks up the stage win. Green in the air, Truex is gone. Martin Truex Jr., the only repeat winner of the 2021 season, and he's trying to to keep it that way. Dominating performance for Martin Truex Jr. And for the second time in his career, he has scored the win at the Darlington Raceway. For you, boy! That's an ass whipping right there! My brother-in-law was over last night. Pretty much told me the reason we were going away from low down for it's all my fault. I guess I did it again. Sorry, not sorry. Well, welcome to a Monday edition of NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Steve Latark, Kyle Petty, Nate Ryan. Guys, a lot to unpack from Darlington. They say it's the track too tough to tame. Martin Trex would uh, differ. <laughs> Different. how he yes. won both stages and the race. Uh, Kyle Larson, another second. Kyle Busch, spin back to third. William Byron, top five. I mean, a lot to talk about. I think we have to start with... Uh, Truex, not only did he win, but he swept, won both stages and won, I mean, I think pretty handily other than a little challenge from Larson in that late run, but it didn't ever really seem to be in question, KP. That was a challenge? Well, listen, I'm stretching. It was Jamie. Okay. okay, how about this? Okay. There was a moment in time someone was on the same straightaway so with that, Truex. Now we're talking. Yes. How was that? That's okay. good. I, I right. like it. Listen, I, I said it earlier, and, and Nate and I were talking. I, I've been going to Darlington a long time, um, and I don't believe I've ever seen a performance that dominant. Um, from the time he found his way to the lead, it, it was his. It was his. He controlled the race. He controlled when you pitted, when the competitors. Yeah. He controlled every aspect of that race all day long, and that was that was impressive. In this day and age, that was an impressive performance. Well, we heard it there, Nate. He, he jokes about the downforce. So just so the fans at home know, you know, horsepower increased from last year. The guys didn't like the low horsepower, which means downforce decreased. Um, car slipped and slid along. We still didn't see a lot of yellows, and it didn't affect Truex at all. I mean, I think maybe his brother-in-law is right because he, <laughs> he stunk up the show with the low downforce. Well, I think we can understand now why Truex likes the low downforce package. He clearly excels at it. And I think the other big takeaway for me here is 750 horsepower races. Uh, Phoenix, he won. Um, Darlington, he won. And I, I think that he is the clear-cut championship favorite now with three victories um, you know, heading to the he won Martinsville as well. So he's got wins at the tracks that are going to open the playoffs and we're going to close the playoffs the last two races, Martinsville and Phoenix. This is the team to beat right now. We're only a third of the way into the season. Kyle and I were just talking about this on the, the podcast. Uh, I, I don't think it's ever too early to proclaim championship favorites when you're 12 of 36 races in and only one guy 
has multiple victories, and that's Martin Truex Jr. with three. I think he's, you know, right now he is the runaway leader as the, the 2021 championship. I'm not ready to go there. I saw it last year, a car got hot in the playoffs. I will say he's the favorite week in and week out, yeah. and he's the favorite yeah. for the next four, but he's a long, long ways from a crown in Phoenix. I think I can get him to Phoenix. That's a crew, that's a crew chief Do, talking Doesn't right this there. feel like 2017, though, when he massed all these playoff points and got this huge lead? And, that's a and, huge point And right pretty there, much got, his, got himself two homestead you know months ahead of yeah time. no i don't disagree i don't disagree but what i learned last year with chase elliott was get me there and we'll figure it out when we yeah. get there phoenix yeah. is a lot different than miami um i know truex was good at phoenix before but i think he'll be there so let, sure. let me let me ask you this question because he's he brought it up um winning at the racetracks that are in the chase does that mean anything only if you're in the playoff race. Yeah, I, I no, get, not in the spring. But I mean, I mean, how many times do people repeat now? You know, what I mean, where you win yeah. the spring and the fall, and 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 I mean, it's a different game. A well, little bit. I'm not going to try to discount a win. No, no, no. everybody ever, went to ever, try to ever, win. Ever, ever, ever. But success in the spring gives you no guarantee for success in the fall. Yeah. I mean, everything changes. The aggression of the crew chiefs, as far as the rules go, change. The aggression of how the drivers are going to run. Uh, other guys on the field. I mean, everything changes in the fall. But one thing we do know is Truex has proven he can do it in the fall. Yeah. So some speed in the spring. I think my big thing for is, as you talk about the crew chief and me, I'm looking at the crew chief for Martin Truex Jr., James Small. They, they. So these races, Truex makes look easy. Him and Colt Pern did a masterful job, I yeah. think, back to the 600, where I think he led 1,200 miles in a 600-mile race. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> dominant thing ever. Um, the reason I say that is because when someone leads a lot and loses, we say, oh, well, when you're leading, it's so easy not to adjust to your car, and somebody else makes adjustments. Yeah. So, so my point is for James and Truex to continue to work on their car all day to stay yeah. ahead of the competition – uh, is a good sign. That's very difficult because Darlington changes. The sun kind of set. The rubber goes on the racetrack. A lot moves around. So the fact that they had a good car start to finish um, is, is, listen, it's something. And so tell me a race he can't. I'm not ready for championship yet, but Dover? Yeah, okay, I'll call him the favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coda? Never he's, been there? Still probably my still, favorite. He's great on road courses. That's what we said. Yeah. yeah, so he does have a chance to, <laughs> I said know. he could win the next three races. He, For sure. If we go Dover, Coda, and then Charlotte, he could win the next three races. We could, I mean, we could be talking about him for the next three weeks doing this. And the important thing would be if he wins the next race, is who's he beat? Because remember, we have Chase and Hamlin yeah. still losing. So, all right, well, the fun of this show is we have some guests later in the show. Uh, Kyle Larson's going to call in. Justin Algar, the Xfinity winner, is going to call in. Dustin Long is going to call in. We're going to have a heated discussion about his power <laughs> rankings that some of us don't agree with. But the most important callers are the fans. So let's go to the fans. Nas Carl. KP's here. I know you have something for him. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, uh, you know, Cole Pern and, and Truex were excellent together. They won the championship. Do we feel now that how Truex is dominating, that relationship between him and James Small, we always say there's always adjustment if there's a change. Are we, in fact, seeing that now that him and James are communicating well, doing well, and, and now that, you know, that this is where Truex is at, that that relationship is now truly firm? Well, we just mentioned it, KP, talking about the crew chief. I think no practice of qualifying makes that relationship that you're trying to build with a crew chief more difficult. Um, I think some success a year ago helped them, but now carrying the momentum forward, I feel all the common. Like, I don't – Cole Pern is very good at his job, and I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but, I mean, they seem to be back to, to your point, 2017 form. I think uh, James Small stepped right in and done a great job. Well, Any I, disagreement? I think, like what we were just talking about on the podcast, KP, I, I think it, it shows what a great communicator Martin Truex Jr. is, regardless yeah. of who he's communicating the okay. changes to. 
The fact that he can, you know, just tell somebody exactly what he wants in a car. And this is the, this is not the first time he's had a dominant victory. There was the Coca-Cola 600 in 2016. There was Kentucky in 2017. Uh, there was Martinsville in 2019, where he leads 80 to 90 percent of a yeah. race because, you know, as you've said, that. Truex knows how to get a car right, and then he knows how to tell somebody, be it Cole Pern or James Small, James Small being somewhat of an extension of Pern because he worked on Pern's team. Uh, I think it just reaffirms that yeah. Truex is just is really good at telling people how to make his car right. Yeah, and I didn't hear the question, so I'm just going off what you just said. So, <laughs> No, but I, I want to come back to you as a crew chief. I know you've worked with drivers that could point you in the right direction, that could fine-tune you when you got there and get you where you needed to be, and you've worked with drivers... It's a shot in the dark. They could be talking about two or three things right. when, when they're speaking. I, I think this is affirmation that we look at, at at Martin Truex. He communicates what he wants to feel, what he wants to feel in his hands, what he wants to feel in his butt, what he wants to feel. Right. And that he can communicate that, whether it's to Cole Pern, whether it's now. It doesn't make any difference. Throw another guy in there. He has that ability, and he has that ability during the race, back to, to what you spoke of a minute ago, to stay on top of it. When you start right, he can keep you right. They very, very, very seldom. Where I look at Rodney Childers and, and Kevin Harvick, they were masters the last two or three years of being off and working their way to being on. Once Truex is on, he never gets off, he seems. It doesn't seem to be. They stay where they need to be. That's the biggest thing. Scale is always the hardest I've ever found with a driver. It's not, listen, we've raced our whole lives. I, mean, I can work with Kyle, right? Yeah. Loose. All right, well, I know how to tighten the car up. Tight. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not the exact adjustment, but we're going to get closer, right? Mm-hmm. But what I, what I have a trouble, you know, what I've always struggled with is, what is his scale in my life? Yes. Are we like a round off? Are we three rounds off? Are we a little air pressure yeah. off? And you kind of jump over that fence, and those are the things you could work out in practice. Hey, I'm a five loose. Okay, well, then I'm going to make some adjustments. And then, okay, is that a five of an adjustment? You know, remember, we don't have that anymore. It all has to happen during the race. Great point. And the problem is it's hard because your tools are very limited during the race. Sometimes you have to re-rack it. But, you know, the beauty of racing is we have winners. Unfortunately for everybody else, it means we have losers. Uh, I hate to say it's a loser because it's another strong run. Kyle Larson of Hendrick Motorsports continues to impress. Um, Seven career wins, 24 seconds. I can't get over that number. When you said <laughs> 24 that, seconds yeah. for Kyle Larson. That's crazy. Um, so is Kyle Larson taking average equipment and running second or taking a win equi- winning equipment and not winning with it? That's the question. So is Kyle Larson Mark Martin? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, which did Mark do? Mark, Mark had tons of second-place finishes. Yeah, right. To, yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's the guy that took over. Is he taking over? You know, and I, listen, I'll say it. Um, I, I, think, I think Kyle Larson can carry a car to a certain point. So I think he can take lesser equipment and still run good in it. Um, but I don't believe that Kyle is at that point. But I think he's the best cup driver that he's been in all of his years at, at this sport right now. I think he gets there incrementally. But I don't, I don't feel that he's has closed the way that I would like to see him close. Well, and, and I point out... People talk about, well, the races are long and the races are this and the races are that. I will challenge that Kyle Larson speeding all the way back at lap 93 um, reduced his chances of winning dramatically. Not because he wasn't going to get back to the front, but he lost. Think about preparation and practice. Okay, well, that's what this race is now. Stage one, you drive your stuff, make some adjustments. Stage two, you drive your stuff, make some adjustments for, for the pay window, for the final stage. Speeding at lap 93 eliminated... That second stage, because now he's trying to get back through the field. He's trying to get, you know, now he's not adjusting on his car for the correct situation. He's trying to pass people. 
he could have got away with that if anybody else was mediocre leading. But he did that on a day that someone had hit <laughs> the setup. That's my point. point right? yeah. That is a great so, point. So the problem I have is we will never know. Right? Yeah. Give Kyle Larson two more pit stops to adjust a car. Was there the speed going to be in there, or was he always going to run second to, to Truex? You know, I don't know. Much the same for Kyle Busch. Let's not forget, early in the race, the man had a flat tire spinning across the apron. So the second and the third place finishers, I don't want to say spotted Truex, but they definitely yeah. made it easier for Truex. Yeah. So you think one of those guys could have won yesterday? I think we'll never know because they didn't run a clean race. Name I, a guy that challenged – name I, another guy on the racetrack who had a clean race who had I, winning speed I, I, at any I understand point. where you're coming from on the speeding, but, like, I don't look at Larson and say, oh, there's a guy who missed an opportunity to pass a guy See, that, who led 248 of 293 laps. Yeah. But that's the difference between you I mean, and I. As a crew chief, I, I know what I lost there. Yeah. So I, my mindset went from a half a pound of air and maybe a half a round of wedge to, okay, now in the last car in the lead lap, when do I pit under green? Yeah. What's my green flag cycle? What, like, yeah. you gave up 100 laps of adjustment. You gave up 25% of your practice. It's like going to a football team, and we saw it this season. Hey, man, you got COVID yeah. people, no practice on Tuesday or Wednesday and half a day Thursday, and you expect to be as prepared as the other team on Sunday. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't know. Truex was masterful. Okay, so I just want to know in, if he could in that vein, yeah. In that vein, in that vein, if we didn't have competition cautions and end-of-stage racing, would Truex have lapped the field after these guys got a lap down? Oh. So that's a what-if. You understand why? I mean, I understand what you're saying. Totally. But, but as you look, Truex would have had these guys, they would have been out of competition. Right. I mean, they would have been out of the race uh, as far well, as Truex well, was well, concerned with the penalties that they had and the mistakes they made. Well, I'll tell you, they, so they let's had. look at the results. So you talk about lapping the field. Yeah. Truex tried. Uh, even with stages breaking up the race, uh, he still tried to lap the field. I mean, you see it, maximum points earned, 60 points all the way down. Newman and Busher, decent top 10 as far as points earned. Uh, but he lapped up to, what, ninth place? Yeah. And that is with the stage breaks. So, yeah, to yes. your point, he, he would have buried them without yeah. a little yeah, bit without, of a comeback. And, and that, 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 but that goes back to your point, too, is... You make a mistake. You can't make a mistake against a guy that's going to run a perfect race and, and be as dominant as he was. If we had had a guy out there just making laps, doing what he was doing, uh, but Truex was on a mission um, and, and dro- it looked like he was on a mission the way he drove. So the surprise of the day for me was Denny Hamlin. So I had him circled. Everybody talked Truex. Everybody talked a lot of stuff. I mm. thought this was Denny Hamlin's weekend. Um, we've seen it at Darlington before. Um, he, he just has put on some masterful performances yeah. there. Um, okay early, second in stage one, fourth in stage two. But then that last run, man, you know, he just slipping and sliding and just never, you know, I haven't talked to Danny. I yeah. don't know what their struggles were, but I hate to say fifth was a surprise, but I thought I would see a more dominant well, Denny Hamlin. I'll turn this around to you like the, the Kyle Larson speeding uh, earlier in the race. Hamlin had this issue where he, they stayed out, where they wanted to pit when everybody else pitted uh, in stage two. They stayed out. Uh, he only lost five spots over 25 laps of green. He went from, like, first to sixth and, yeah. you know, was, was right there when, when the race restarted for the final stage. So did, did something like that hurt him? I mean, they had an extra set of tires for the end if there had been a, a flurry yeah. of yellows. But did, did that somehow it, affect yes, that team? Badly, yeah, I think that's a gamble gone wrong, right? They lost a little track position. It's hard to get back. Everybody's so, so good to the front. I didn't hate the call because I think I that didn't set either. of tires yeah, no, could no. have worked. Could have worked. It actually looked to something. me that, that Gabe Hart was going, you know what? I can't beat him heads up. Yeah. I don't think I can beat him, which is fine. Right? Yeah. And at some point yeah. in the race, you have to be able to say, Uncle, I don't have what <laughs> yeah. he has, yeah. so how can I beat him? Yeah. Right. You know what? The only way I know how to beat him is I'm going to save one of these very valuable set of Goodyear tires and hope that final stage has some yeah. yellows. 
Um, I don't think that was a tough call. I'm going to tell you, though, um, it was refreshing to see the green flag flurry of pit stops because that's when you and I used to go there. Yeah. Man, you don't, you did not drag your heels. If yeah. somebody came to pit road, like you better come you, the you next come. time. Yeah. And we saw it again. And we saw the 42 with a pretty courageous strategy. I didn't love it because they had a good car. Uh, yeah. We can get into that later. But, you know, it was um, – I actually thought they had too many tires. I yeah. thought if they had about eight sets, it would have been a really, really good race as far as strategy yeah. goes. That, that, look, that, it's always interesting to come in here on a Monday and talk to you. Because you, I feel it is. It is. No, it, it, yeah. it is because you, 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 and the average fan will sit and look and say, "Well, Kyle Larson made up his penalty. He got back up." But you're, you, you explain to us why it never made it up. Why yeah, yeah, it never right, made right. It. He recovered. And, yeah, no, no, but no. It still cost. But it, him it's the same thing. So that's. It, this, listen, that in hindsight, that set of tires on the truck going home didn't mean anything. To I him. know. You know what I mean? And that's the, But that's the gamble you make. I mean, that's the gamble you take. Oh, I've always said, you tell me the yellows come out, I'm going to beat you every time. Yeah. I just don't know when they're going to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, another, um, I hate to say young driver because he's becoming more and more veteran. I mean, another top five, William Byron, fourth. I mean, are we... Are we uh, Lord Byron. Lord is, Byron. As my man here Lord on the right Byron, likes to call man. him. I mean, I, I've always referred to him as Lord Byron. He's now I'm done sorry. something that no one had done at Hendrick Motorsports since Jeff Gordon uh, 14 years ago, which is get 10 straight... Top ten. Mind you, there's a pretty and, good guy in that 14 yeah. year stretch. Yeah, I, and I, <laughs> I didn't think anything new could be done at Henrik Motorsports. <laughs> That's the fascinating part to I me. Agree. <laughs> I was going to give you some credit for that top ten stretch yeah. for Jeff Gordon in 2007. Yeah. You had something to do with that as well. I mean, I hope William Byron runs better towards the end of the year than we did. <laughs> yeah, no, so it is tough um, because I mean, look who he's going against, yeah. and look who has driven there. I mean, it's yeah. an impressive run. I'm just still shocked that Rudy Fugel and him can, can hit the ground running so quickly this year. It seems to be like they never left each other from the yeah. Truck Series. And, and um, I always thought that the Cup Series had the, the you know, parts and pieces of a big organization that can bury a, a crew chief that's only done it at the truck level. Um, not for Rudy Fugel, man. He looks like he's done this for years, and they, they look great. Okay, so do you think, back to you, do you think that is part of what you were talking about before where you said, I can race from, with Kyle. I just don't know his scale. But Rudy already knows the scale. Do you, yeah. do you think that's part of it? Already I, just knowing the scale coming in. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think that's exactly it, right? When I see instant success like this, he knows the scale. Um, I scanned him actually a little bit this weekend. He seems to know all the right um, questions to ask. Yeah. Um, you know, a place like Darlington, you don't want to exhaust a driver with talk because they're pretty focused. His questions were very to the point. His feedback was very – like, it was clear that this might only be, whatever, 12 races in this year. This wasn't their 12th race yeah. together. Yeah. Like, they had <laughs> yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I know what I needed to ask for you to do what you but, need to do. But it's um, a confidence thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a confidence thing. And you know that. We see it all the time. Hey, listen, you see it in the NFL when first-string quarterback gets hurt and the second guy comes in, everybody rallies around yeah. him. These, te- these guys have rallied around each other. Well, I like what you said about William Byron, too. This is essentially his senior year yeah. in the Cup Series. That you know, There were a lot of questions in 2018 when they brought him up. Was it too early? You know, Casey Kane was leaving. You know, they yeah. weren't really sure if they were going to keep him for another year. Uh, and Rick Hendricks said, no, let's just commit to this guy. And obviously, there were growing pains in 2018, a little bit in 2019. But he gets the first victory last year in his junior year, 2020, at Daytona. And now uh, gets his second victory this year at Homestead. And, I mean, it feels like... You know, senior year, he's yeah. matriculated. He's yeah. ready to win that championship, possibly. Yeah. We talked about the, what's the value of an owner. Um, 
to look at a young driver and say, I got you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Just to, exactly like, right? Because there's that's other drivers exactly right. that'd be like, man, you got, I'm trying to sell you. You got to give me an yeah. answer. You got to give me an answer. Yeah. People have no idea the behind, you know. Yeah. But people have no idea how hard Rick Hendrick works to keep sponsors yeah. on a car of a guy not winning, knowing yeah. he's going to be great. Yeah. One of the toughest challenges, and listen, it's paying dividends now. And um, if he only continues to get better, it's going to be a heck of a yeah, second season. But that brings me to power rankings because William Byron is on it, and we're going to discuss them with our man, Dustin Long. I like some of his picks. I'm not sure <laughs> what happened with some of the other ones. Dustin Long, after the break, you have to dis- defend yourself, sir. Defend yourself. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, back to NASCAR America Motor Miles, where we get the chance to talk to the fans. Kyle Petty, Dustin Long, myself, and, oh, excuse me, Nate Ryan. We're going to be joined it's by Dustin mistake. Long. Yeah. Nate, I'm sorry. You're here I, in the studio. I, I, I always get mistaken. The power rankings just went down. got to give you credit for the down. guy who's calling in from I, home. I mean, all right, come on, Dustin. That was the best thing that's happened to Nate today. I mean, look, the guy's oh. next to Kyle Petty. Come on. I, all right, Dustin, we're going to get your power rankings in a minute, but before we completely cross roads, give us your take on Darlington and Martin Truex's dominant performance. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, there's not much you can say. I mean, leading almost 85% of the of the laps there and, and just really in control. You know, I, I know you talked earlier about, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin and, and maybe a little bit of the control he lost uh, when they didn't pit, when they had the miscommunication. I thought one thing that was really interesting talking with Denny after the race was he felt like he had the best car in the field the first half of the race, but he said it just went away. And, and he says, you know, he was just lucky enough to get a top five, fortunate enough to get a top five. And he was really kind of perplexed after the race in just the big swing the car went. So, uh, look, a guy like Martin Truex Jr. takes advantage of something like that. There isn't anybody to challenge him uh, or hold him accountable. The Truex is, does not have the make, make a mistake, does not have an issue. You think back to last year when they had that stretch of seven consecutive finishes of second or third, you know, right up front all the time, but just a little bit off. Uh, you know, Truex didn't make the mistake this time, kept control of the race, and, and was able to celebrate his third victory of the season. Yeah, it was an impressive victory. So I think it's time because I think this is where it's all going to go sideways. So after <laughs> Truex's victory, it's clear we're all going to agree that Truex should be at the top of the power rankings. And I appreciate you doing these week in and week out. And I think you do it just to get me fired up and arguing with you. So let's take a look. You post the top 10 or what you believe is the top 10 as far as the power rankings in NASCAR. Once again, Truex is at the top. Um, who else did you have to put in there? Let's see. We got Byron second. All right, Hamlin, I'm okay so far. Blaney, Larson, I think, is a little too deep. Man, I'm not even going to have a 
Keselowski and Busher, I mean, Keselowski wasn't even in the race, and Busher <laughs> yeah. somehow got into a top 10. Yeah. Dustin, defend yourself. Give me some something that I'm going to agree with you on. Chris Busher, uh, you know, I, I dropped him, uh, put him in over Christopher Bell, and that was a, a really close uh, between the two of those. But, look, you look at, you know, I look at what what, what have you done for me lately. And for Chris Busher, it's two top tens. He ran in the top 15, 95% of the laps at, at uh, Darlington. Uh, look, obviously, Christopher Bell is a few laps away from a, a, a top five finish. But, again, this was not a 287-lap race. This was a 293-lap race. You get judged on the, the full the full length of the race. So, you know, that was one that was kind of close. Uh, look, you know, Kyle Larson's kind of been a tough one. Look, he's got the speed, but they, they there have been mistakes or miscues or misfortune. And, look, you know, you, you've got to put yourself in position. You've also got to take advantage of, of things. Uh, look, I'm not going to hold his, his, his history against him, but like you were mentioning earlier in the show, look, 31 uh, first or second place finishes, only seven wins. You know, we need to see Kyle Larson finish races out. And again, I know maybe you can't hold that as much of what happened to him at Kansas because of the restarts and what happened in the rows behind him. But again, it's still putting yourself in position and finishing it off. Um, look, I, I think it's only a matter of time before Kyle Larson climbs up in the rankings, so I'm not too worried about him. Kyle Busch is somebody that's been coming along three top tens the last four, uh, you know, really strong and steady. And, uh, you know, you know, the Joe Gibbs racing cars are strong on the 750 horsepower package, so you figure he's going to be good. And so, uh, you know, he's been moving up in the rankings as well. Dustin, I think i got to ask you, the defending series champion finishes seventh and doesn't make your power rankings, uh, despite being two spots ahead of Chris Buescher Sunday at Darlington. Yeah. So I'll, just, I'll ask you straight up, what, why do you hate Chase Elliott? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a Chase Elliott. Look, I mean, you, look, come, come and perform. And, you know, he's been, I, look, he's been inconsistent in the sense of finishing things off. Uh, and, and I just, you know, I just don't think that he's, he's put together the performance. Like, he's, he's another one that's close to being in the top 10. I had him earlier in the year, dropped out. Um, you know, he, he's just somebody that, you just haven't noticed as much and hasn't always put himself in position. And, you know, they, they've not run clean races. So I think they're getting closer to it. You know, another good run. I would expect him to be in, in, in the rankings, but uh, it's just not his day yet. Hey, listen, I, I kept waiting for you, and I'm, I'm not going to pile on here, but I saw Brad Kay in McBee, South Carolina, on the way home at a lap 290. Uh, and yes. you've got him ninth in your power ranking. How did that happen? Well, I dropped him way back. So, I mean, look, he's... Uh, you dropped him. He uh, should have been dropped out. Well, I, I mean, he, I didn't come close. That was another one that I looked at, uh, the, the bottom two positions. And uh, But, look, I figured if I dropped him out, it's like, you know, what would Kyle Petty argue with me about? So <laughs> I had to leave something in for Kyle because otherwise... Kyle's just not happy if he's not complaining about the power rankings. Exactly. I just didn't, I just didn't want to do anything like that to, to, <laughs> to hurt your feelings. Well, I got another name. Um, maybe you couldn't spell it. It has two Ds. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick deserves to be in the top ten. He proved that he has somehow matured um, just to just run, I think, 95%. Is that fair? That's what he told us last week on this show. He said, hey, I'm going to go to Darlington. I'm going to run 95%. He did it. He stayed out of the wall. He ran 12th. I actually, I'm glad you do power rankings because it, it's easy to pick <laughs> apart the top 10. Because to your point, I think the top five aren't hard. I think yeah. the toughest thing yeah. is 6 to 10 because yes. I can make an argument for Reddick. I yeah. can make an argument for Bowman. I can oh, make yeah. an argument for Chase Elliott. Um, no, there's no argument for Bowman. There's no argument for Bowman. They haven't done anything like. Look, one. They won a race. The they won Richmond, Dustin. 
I don't. I, I look. What What have you done for me lately? Just because. Look. Just hey, look. Chris well, he's outrun half of your power rankings. This is what he's done for you lately. Oh boy. Well, I don't know. I mean, Bowman had an awful day, and he ran. I don't know. Seems like eight spots in front of Brad K. So I would say lately he's way higher than another guy in your power rankings. Yeah, I love. I love you, man. Dustin, you gotta have to come on more. This is spectacular. Yes. So, Dustin, I know we're beating you up on power rankings. Another interesting thing, though, you stuck in my inbox here, which I thought was in just genius, is that we've kind of seen the playoff tracks now, right? We've seen a big majority of them take out Bristol Dirt because it was dirt. Forget about that one. But we have kind of a little sample set of everything we're going to see in the play. Not everything. Let me rephrase this. All the tracks we're going to see in the regular season that are also in the playoffs, we have seen the vast majority. And yet some names are jumping out. We just talked William Byron He's had a heck of a – we know Truex has been good. Hamlin's been good. Yeah. I think William Byron's the one I didn't realize had accumulated so many points at these playoff tracks. Yeah, obviously, you know, you think Martin Truex Jr. with the three wins at the playoff tracks, you think he's probably got the best average finish. Certainly he's been hurt with that uh, Talladega finish with the 31st when he's involved in the crash, whereas William Byron's just been piling on top 10 after top 10. So, you know, William Byron's got an average finish of 6.0 in these playoff tracks, and – you know, Truex is 7.3. But, you know, like you said, you talk about the points. I, you know, one thing that interests me was, you know, Denny Hamlin scored the most points. We've seen how much he's feasted on stage points, and he's been scoring stage points just about every stage, is that, you know, uh, William Byron's averaging about three positions better finishing order uh, than Denny Hamlin. But Denny Hamlin's outscored William Byron by 23 points. Now, you look at it, the most points you can score is 60 points in a race, and Denny's 23 points up uh, on William Byron. So, you know, he's a third of the way, third of a race ahead of William Byron, even though Byron's finishing three positions ahead of him. I, I did talk to Rudy Fugel after the race about, you know, now that they've gone and seen these tracks, what more do they need to do? And he says, it's simple. It's a little bit more driver. It's a little bit more pit crew. It's a little bit more engine. It's a little bit more aero. They're looking for little things. And I think it's going to be interesting to watch how this team performs. It's kind of like what you guys are talking to and what you were talking about, Steve. Uh, and that was one of the things I kind of wondered with this with this matching of Rudy and and, uh, and William is that Rudy comes in and that he's not as much fine tuning the car he's fine tuning the driver and that I think that relationship helps and so that's what I'm going to be really intrigued to see is how this group develops uh, in the summer months especially at different types of tracks they're going to be tested in ways that they haven't been uh, with some of these new tracks and just to see how they perform together. And if they can build up and build some momentum for the playoffs. But I think I think that's William Byron's going to be an interesting case and really fascinating to watch this summer. So, Kyle, I'm going to go to you and get your opinion because I was surprised by this. So real quick, this is by average finish. William Byron at the playoff tracks. Byron first, Truex, Hamlin, Bush, Elliott. But how about this guy? Kevin Harvick. I had him nowhere no. to be seen, no. but he's ahead of Logano and some other guys. So perhaps my fear and my criticism is a smidge harsh because He's not good enough, but he's still in touch, yeah. apparently. Yeah, but, and, and we talk, I, listen, I use this all the time, but he's not getting looks at wins. That's I mean, true. Not, he's, he's not, not, he's not, not even close. He's not even close. He's not getting, and that's the part that concerns me about Kevin. Yeah, he'll ninth place you, eighth place you, sixth place you, bump into the top five to death. And, and that shows right there that that's kind of what he's doing from points-wise. Uh, but it, that's a team that won nine races and has yet to get a look at a win this year. So that's a concern. And, Nate, if he doesn't run better soon, Dustin will cut him out of the pirate rankings <laughs> yes. as well. For sure. And Dustin had the, the firsthand view. And uh, I'll just close by asking you the journalist question, Dustin. First time you've been 
in a NASCAR garage in more than a year. You talked about, you talked to Rudy Fugel, you talked to some drivers. How did it feel to be back and covering a race the way you're meant to be doing it? You know, it was just nice to have conversations with people face to face, or I guess mask to mask. And it was just as opposed to through Zooms and things like that, that it was, it was just good to kind of walk to the garage. It was kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, the, the, the first time media fully vaccinated could be in the garage. There were a few guests allowed. They certainly kept it very limited. So uh, it, it just kind of had a different vibe. In one sense, it kind of, as somebody described it as like a first day of school type of feeling. But it also kind of had a little bit more of a laid back because you just didn't have as many people in the garage. But it was it was it was good to talk to car owners and kind of catch up with people, kind of catch up on some of the things uh, going on in the in the garage or some things that may be going on. So uh, here in the near future, I talked to some car owners for uh, a piece I'm going to be working on with my Friday five uh, later this week, just about, uh, you know, the, the charter game and, you know, who's selling and who's buying and, and, and some things like that. So got some interesting conversations and talking with a couple car owners. You know, one said he's probably looking at uh, leasing or selling one. Another one says he may sell, but he says, look, if the price is right, I might actually go in and buy also. So uh, just kind of having those conversations, talking to people, seeing people, uh, it was just kind of it's just good to be back in that sense. Real quick, you just promoted uh, Friday Five for NBCSports.com slash NASCAR. What else should we look for this week? Uh, obviously, we always have uh, David Smith, uh, you know, who does a lot of stuff with motorsports analytics, but he does a lot of previews and analysis stuff for us. So he'll have a piece uh, this week. I think he's looking at actually the 48 team with uh, Greg Ives and Alex Bowman and some of the things that they're doing in terms of pit strategy and, and how they're making some things work, uh, even though I don't have them in my top 10 power rankings and, and I push them to the side. So, uh, you know, I'm sure David will probably pile on me as well. So, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll have that. Uh, obviously, the starting lineups will come out on Wednesday and, and uh, we'll have uh, coverage uh, of the weekend races. Hey, let me ask you one more question. Is that the leather-bound edition of the col- <laughs> I was complete collective works of million-dollar Bill Shakespeare behind you? I mean, what, what, what is that behind you here? What's, it, what's it's, the book? It's, it's all the classics. Uh, you know, it's uh, Les Mis. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. It, oh, all right. I, thought, I thought it was the cl- When you say the classics, I thought you were talking like uh, limited-edition stock car racing magazines and stuff. I mean, no, I, no, I, no, I got no, you, no, dude. No. I got you. All right. Oh, all right, Doc, some, some of it is... Some of it looks good. Some of it I read. Some of it just it just looks good. Okay, man. Well, he's definitely read that, more there than we go. me. Probably yeah. not Nate. No, they look better in your power hey, rankings. Give, yeah, give us your power rankings <laughs> on those like next it. week, man. Dustin, I'm going to off the hook. And I'm going to lay off the hook for uh, seven days. And I will be eagerly awaiting next week's power rankings. I appreciate you joining us. It's a great jumping off point. So many great storylines to talk Thank about. You, man. Thank uh, you, man. appreciate you heading down to Darlington doing it firsthand this yeah, last thanks, weekend. thanks, man. It's good to talk to you guys. And I uh, can't wait to see you in person. All right, Dustin Long from NBCSports.com. That's a great point. I actually forgot. You know, we saw the garage open up a little bit. Fans in the stands. It's starting to to trickle back to what, I guess, can we call that normal now? Trickle back to normal. Had sponsor VIPs in the pits. Drivers were allowed to bring a little bit more of an entourage. So, yeah, it feels things are opening up a little bit more in the NASCAR world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. Well, we talked about this driver already, a second-place finish at Darlington. And we're going to talk to the driver of the number five. There he is, Kyle Larson, after the break. (laughs) It's officially grilling season at the Home Depot. So don't miss Memorial Day savings on grills happening now so you can celebrate with a backyard barbecue for the whole block. Step up your grill game and serve up a feast with the next grill four burner gas grill with durability to last summer after summer. On special buy, only $199.
Get ready for a whole summer of entertaining at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, welcome back to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. And join now, as promised, Kyle Larson, driver of the number five after a great Mother's Day run at Darlington, top five in both stages, second in the race. Uh, I guess, Kyle, the million-dollar question is, you saw Martin Truex Jr. late. Was anybody going to have anything for him, or did he just look like he was stuck down there at Darlington? <laughs> uh, I guess he looked more stuck than everybody else, but he still, uh, <laughs> he still had his hands full, for sure. I think we all did with the low downforce, so that was fun. Um, honestly, I didn't even think I would have a shot to race uh for the win um you know i didn't feel like i was that good and then you know the 19 was just out to such a big lead every run so i was surprised when i was able to stay close to him and actually run him down there after the final pit stop and thought i was going to have a good shot at him and and was patient behind him hoping that you know this would be the first time he probably was pressured all race and maybe make a mistake or burn his stuff up a little bit and uh he just he never really made a big enough mistake, and, and I was kind of fading pretty hard there the last, I don't know, 12 or 15 laps. Yeah, and that, that's my question. My question was, when you got to him, did you know, how much did you have left? Were you confident that if you got around him, you could go, or did you know or believe that even if you got in front, it was going to be a struggle? Well, I, I got I got to him pretty quickly and easier than I thought I would, and, and I got to his bumper in traffic in one and two, and and that was kind of the moment where I felt like, well, I've got an opportunity to get by him. Um, I could press the issue off the of two and and maybe clear him, maybe get inside of him, maybe wreck both of us. Um, so I chose to kind of be patient behind him, and, and like I said, try and pressure him into just overdriving maybe, but. Um, yeah, I would say about five or seven laps after that, I started getting really loose and, and knew it was going to be a struggle to try and pass him. Um, and even if I had passed him, I was I was in bad shape there the last handful of laps, and, and I felt like he would have maybe gotten back by me anyways. But um, like I said, it was a fun race and, and a good finish after you know, a, you know, a few weeks of not getting good finishes. Yeah, I appreciated that last run because, to your point, it was the first time I saw Truex pressured. I was, I was kind of like you, Kyle. Like maybe it'll crack. Maybe a little bit of pressure will do it. All right, well, it's NASCAR Motor Mouse because the fans have the chance to call in. So, Kyle, we have Chandler on the phone with a question for you. Go ahead, buddy. All right. So, um, hello to Steve Latar. Hello, Kyle Penny. And hello, Nate Ryan. Hope you all are doing well. I hope you had a very happy Mother's Day. So, Kyle Larson... The thing I want, the question I want to ask you is, um, when we come back, when NASCAR comes to Darlington, the Southern 500 later in the season, will there ever be a possibility that you might have a chance to win the Southern 500? Because you know you you run at Darlington so well, like you do fantastic. Just look at yesterday; you just you were fantastic during that race. But 
Well, is there a possibility that you might win Darlington, the Southern 500, later um, in the NASCAR season? I mean, I think there's a possibility we can win at every racetrack right now. So, um, for sure, I think we go back. Uh, we could definitely contend. Um, we contended yesterday. So, um, it'll be a different different style race a little bit for the Southern 500. Obviously, it's longer. starts later, goes off into the night. Um but, yeah, I mean, I, I've finished in the top three. I think I read, like, four out of my last five starts at Darlington. So I've been I've been really close. I've led a lot of laps. Um, it's a track where I I do a good job, typically, of keeping it out of the wall, too. So, um, yeah, for sure, I think we'd have a shot to win. Yeah, you certainly almost won there uh, three years ago in 2018, I think, when, when Keselowski got you on that last stop, Kyle. Um, you weren't shy yesterday after finishing second about saying that you feel like your team is in a really good spot right now. You said that we are definitely one of the top three teams. I would think you'd probably put yourself there with Truex and maybe Hamlin. Um, that confidence, that, that feeling like you're, you're among the elite right now, how does that feel 12 races into your Hendrick Motorsports career to feel like you know, you're already essentially where you wanted to be coming into the situation? Yeah, it's great. Um... You know, I would say we started the year a little bit better than where I thought maybe we would be. Um, just, you know, having to take time to adjust to each other and, and figure out driving a stock car again. But everything has been uh, really smooth to start the year. And, and honestly, we were better probably to start the year than we are even right now. But, um, yeah, I still feel like, I mean, you look at laps led and, and you know, average running position and, and average speed of lap time and stuff in the cars each week uh, i mean we're we're up there um probably in most all the categories so yeah i'm confident um still a long season though and and i know other teams are going to get better i know we will you know, hopefully get better as, as well so uh just got to keep working hard um doing everything we can during the week to prepare and hopefully we'll we'll uh, like i said get better and get some more wins too all right we got another caller on the phones marvin go ahead with your question for kyle how you doing, Kyle? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Hey, first of all, congratulations on your second place run at Darlington yesterday. You drove an amazing race. But we're heading to the Monster Mile this Sunday, and my question is to you is, what do you do for an encore after getting a top-five finish? Are you looking forward to getting yourself a win at the Monster Mile this Sunday? I hope so. Last time I was there, I was able to win, so... Uh, it's a different rules package then, but um, Dover is, you know, Darlington and Dover both are probably uh, my best racetracks just statistically. Um, my average finish is really good um, at at each, and I've led laps and at uh, at both. So yeah, look forward to getting to Dover. It's a track that suits my style, and hopefully I can have a fast car. I know Jimmy Johnson's always been really good there, so I'm excited to get Hendrick equipment and see what we can do. Hey, listen, um, my man Latart threw a stat at us earlier about wins versus second place. Throw us that. that. Seven wins, 24 seconds. Now, to his defense, the same stat guy told me I had 15 <laughs> wins with 37 seconds or okay. 32 seconds, so <laughs> yeah, I'm in the club with you. But, but here's what I'm asking. Here's, here's what I'm asking. How many races, you run second yesterday, um, how many races this year, if we look at these first 12 races, do you honestly believe uh, with a little bit of a do-over you could have in the win column? Because there's been times in, in, in three or four races this so far this year that I thought 
I, I, we were definitely going to see you in victory lane, but you come up short. I'll get him on. Let him answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get him on. That's okay, man. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. On, yeah. yeah. If everything would have went right, how many races do you think I could have won? Um, 40. 40? I like there it. There we go. My man always has a plan. Here, but, uh, <laughs> I honestly, like it. I think, I think I could have four... Potentially yeah. five. I look at, I look at the road course at Daytona, and and I was you know had fresh tires and made a mistake and got to the barriers. Um, Atlanta, Kansas. So yeah, four, four probably maybe yeah. maybe five. But um, we've been strong, so it's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, just got to continue to try and execute throughout the whole race and and um, learn from each of the moments that I that I don't win. Well, man, appreciate you taking the time. Owen, oh, I like the enthusiasm. Four yeah. wins seems like a <laughs> pretty right, manageable man. number to me. I think your dad needs to go after it. He's so. used to me winning way more. I won a lot last and year. <laughs> you did? On, on iRacing, you won? Yeah, there was only two cars in Oh, good. Good job. Oh, well, hey, good for you, man. Good, good job, Owen. And the good. winning continues in the Larson <laughs> yes, right. He's used to that dirt season last year. 40 wins. That was yeah, like a good uh, month it, last yeah. year. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Good luck at Dover. Thanks, no man. doubt you'll be a guy to beat. Uh, Kyle Larson Thank joining you. us, driver of the five. Thank you, man. Uh, I, listen, I, I, I think it's fair to say where can, you know, road courses perhaps are the only place he arguably could definitely yeah. improve. Every other racetrack, he has to be one of the guys um, that you're looking at. Uh, we didn't get a chance to ask him, but the next time he's on, I want to ask him one of his biggest surprises at Hendrick. Because yeah. I thought there would be a little learning curve as well, but, man, they came out strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they've hit the ground right. I mean, really, the only thing they've missed on are just, you know, some small execution things like the, the problem, the quality control thing at Talladega. Yeah. And, yep. you know, aside from that, I, yeah. I think he's been right there. I think him saying that we, we feel like we're a top three team, I probably would put yeah. him right below Truex and Hamlin right now. When you step and, and you step back and you and you look at the season, they've given away from some wins, you know. But that's what he's saying. We could have done this. We should have done that. Um, but that goes back to the execution side, and maybe that comes from just being back, yeah. J- just being back a little bit and getting back in the swing of it. But um, you know how I took a shot at Dustin the same way I took my shot at him, and that is why Mark Truex Jr. isn't my championship favorite yet because I don't think he has as much room to grow as the five of Larson. I think yeah. there are other teams That's fair. that That's fair. there That's is fair. more ceiling above them, more room to the ceiling. But uh, listen, it's, uh, it's a long season for a reason. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't just cup racing down at Darlington. We had an Xfinity race as well. It was exciting. Exciting right to the finish. Uh, we saw a battle all the way through. Yes. So we're going to talk to Justin Allgaier later. And we already heard from Larson. We talked about Truex. Let's hear from the other cup drivers that took place in the race on Mother's Day down at Darlington. Yeah, I thought once we reset, re-racked with 100 to go in that final stage, that we were just, you know, the 19 was fast on the short run, but I thought we would just run them down like we did. We didn't have the car. We just lost it there towards the end. With the speed that we had at the end, it wasn't good. We, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, we didn't keep up with the track good enough, or maybe I damaged the car a little bit too much. But, but overall, it's just, you know, it's, it's weird because I never had one swing that different from being what I thought was the best car for the first half to hanging on for a top five there at the end. We're not racking up the points like we were last year for sure. I think we're starting this year actually better, even though the wins aren't there. I know it's hard to believe, but we can win next week, the week after that, the week after that. So a couple wins, two, I, mean, I wouldn't think we'd have any less than two or three going into the playoffs. 
we're still going to be in the 30s, maybe 40s in the points, so we'll be fine. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just being able to um, unload fast and, and consistent and good. Uh, we actually drove up to the lead today on, uh, on a restart there, got the lead, and then had a tire go down, and uh, I thought that was the end of our day, but we were able to salvage something out of that. Just lacked a little bit of overall speed to uh, to maintain with the 19 there on the long runs. You know, there, there's a little bit of a disconnect with the um, where the 19 was on overall speed. You know, they would drive out on us eight seconds, whatever the hell it was, and so that, that distance right there, like, why can my teammate run eight seconds on me? Um, you know, we should be able to keep the gap closer than that. And so that's that's where I feel like we really got to work. I feel like we're finally getting that balance, that feel that we need. I mean, we've finished some of these races where we finished top 10 or even top five, but we haven't really had that balance the whole race. This one, this one we pretty much just slowly crept up on it and had that balance throughout the race. So I feel like we're in that mix. We're kind of, you know, in that fourth to, to sixth range right now. So we just have to kind of break that seal to get into the top two or three, which I think it's pretty obvious which cars those are, so we're getting close. Well, we're going to get back into Darling. Before, though, I want to, uh, I guess, say good luck. William Byron announced uh, last week his yeah. mother is in a battle with cancer, so yes. we're wishing well for the entire Byron family. But something caught me in there. We heard Kyle Bush talking about his teammate, this, that. So the question is, and I have been this guy chasing uh, Jimmy Johnson, do you think it's more frustrating to be a non-Toyota and see Truex beat you? Or be a Toyota, know what he has, and see Truex beat you. To know what he has and, and get beat. It's a, it's a lot worse to get yeah. beat by your teammate. Yeah. Okay? I, 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 don't, I don't care. And especially by, he said, whatever the hell it was. It was eight seconds, dude. <laughs> it actually was eight seconds. I, I, okay? I wanna, they shouldn't even run this. Actually, no, it was 13 at yeah, one point. Exactly. But uh, thanks but, for just rounding yeah, it down. Yeah, when you know your cars are coming out of the same fab shop, your right. cars are being assembled by guys with, with the same abilities and the same and. It's just me. And so the difference is our crew chiefs, and, and we're together on this. Why is this guy beating me so bad and, with the same equipment? And this is not the first time with Truex and Kyle Busch. It was a different team the last time I can remember him saying something like this. In 2017, when Martin Truex Jr. was using Joe Gibbs Joe racing Gibbs cars, oh, yeah. and they were beating the Gibbs teammates, oh, yeah. you know, factory teammates or whatever you yeah. call that, organizational teammates. Yeah. Um, I, Kyle Busch kind of had the same opinions and analysis then. Like, I don't understand how they're taking our JGR cars and optimizing yeah. them at Furniture Racing and beating us. Yeah. And so I bet that's still a little bit in the back it of is. Kyle's yeah. mind a little bit yeah. that, hey, like, I've had the same stuff with this guy before, four years ago, and he won the championship and beat me. And I, I suspect, even though now they're under the same roof and they're yeah. teammates, that's probably still yeah. something that's... Now, the good part about yeah. that, and you know that too, is that you know you can do it. Yeah, right, that's you, right. You've got the stuff. You you've got the, the tools. You've got the tools. Right. It falls back on you, but at least you know, I've got the tools. I can't complain. I've been on both sides. It yeah. can be frustrating really on both sides. One yeah. guy that wasn't frustrated at Darlington, at least not with the finish, Justin Agar, the winner on Saturday, will join us next on NASCAR America Motor Miles. Look at this. Got the car in the background. <laughs> Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It is the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Just an all-guy to the lead. They're chasing all-guyer, but they are not catching all-guyer. Ryan Vargas spins. Green flag goes back in the air. We're racing again. All-guyer after contact with Barry. He flies the high lane. He's got the lead. Looking for the checkered flag. No caution in the air. Darlington, baby. Woo! And Justin Allgaier wins. Oh, boy! Heck, yes! I don't think it gets any cooler than that right there. All right, that's what it sounded like. That's what it looked like. And joining us now, Justin Allgaier with a bow tie on the fire suit, buddy. You did a good-looking car, good-looking <laughs> fire suit. I love the, the all-in for the ice cream delivery man. Yes. But congratulations. Uh, big win at Darlington, a place that everybody wants to win at in their career for sure. Yeah, you know, it's uh, first of all, you know, huge shout out to our graphic designer at our shop, Ryan Williams, to have uh, that Dale Senior throwback, number one, uh, but then two, to have the fire suit, you know, reminiscent of the, the good humor ice cream delivery man. And then also um, the helmet was actually a, a throwback for Dale Jr. We, you know, Dale Senior's helmets are always pretty plain. So we had a throwback for Dale Jr. in there as well. But uh, to battle out with, with Josh Berry and the, the Dale Jr. throwback, uh, Dale to be there driving Dale Senior's Nova. You know, there's a lot of storylines that, that that you could script with uh, with that win. But I think you mentioned it. You know, Darlington is just a place that is special. It's a bucket list racetrack for me. Um, you know, to win in Atlanta and Darlington this year was really really special to me. I've got four more on my list. Um, not that I don't want to win at every racetrack, but I got four more on my list. So I've got uh, Charlotte, Michigan, Watkins Glen, and Martinsville. And I feel like those are places that, you know, growing up were really sentimental and really special for me. And that's the ones that uh, I've got on my list and circled that, that I want to go after next. Now, hey, I want to ask you about Josh Berry. Um, I mean, a lot's been said about him this year. He's a teammate of yours. But when you throw a new driver into the mix up front that you don't really know how they race all the time, you don't really know everything about them. Is it tougher to race somebody like that when they jump in and go door to door with you, especially a place like this? Not a guy like Josh. Um, you know, Josh has been a, a great competitor on his own, you know, on the, the late model stock side of things. And when he's had opportunities to come and race NASCAR, he's been a great competitor. But the thing that I love about Josh is, number one, he's a team player. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that fits really well into our fold of drivers at, at Junior Motorsports. He's he's um He's been at Junior Motorsports. I think he understands the gravity of of our race team and what it what it embodies. And you know, he's uh, he's a student of the sport, and he's actually been a great addition. I think he, he's he's been somebody that, that's been a lot of fun to, to bounce ideas off of. He's very intellectual when it comes to a race car. He understands where in a race car, and and he understands what it takes to go out there and be fast. Uh, but he races super hard yet super clean, and and that was the thing that was really neat for me at the end of the race on Saturday. You know, we had three of our four cars right there battling for the win. Um, you know, all four of our cars had speed all day. And I felt like the four of us all raced each other so well. Um, you know, I, you know, outside of all the other drivers, you know, our, our four cars really um, did a great job of battling each other. Now, honest, honestly, you, you got to keep everybody in check and you got to you got to push hard. And, you know, we're all going for the win. Um, but I think that, you know, our, our organization has really done a good job this year of, 
of putting us all in, in cars that are capable of going and running up front and, and giving us the tools to, to do what we need to do. And, and we're having a lot of fun with it. And Josh is definitely making the most of his opportunity. So, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk about trying to get him full time and, and, you know, I'd love to have him as part of our race team because I think he's a, a great addition to, uh, to what we do and, and how we operate. All right, Justin, we only got about a minute or so left, but how exciting is it to come off a win and head to a track where you're so successful at Dover? Oh, it's awesome. You know, uh, I, I had actually forgotten that this was a Dash for Cash qualifier for next week at Dover. Um, so huge thank you to Xfinity for, for what they do for our series and for our sport. This Dash for Cash program is big. And we're going to a racetrack that uh, you know, we won out last year and we've had really good success at. So I'm pumped. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, definitely, definitely a good, good place to uh, carry that momentum to. I don't blame you, man. Well, congratulations. Thanks for calling yeah, in, man. man. Winning's always great, especially with places as historic as Darlington. So thanks for calling in, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I mean, he's going to be your favorite, right? Dash for cash, heading to Dover. When I think of Bristol and Dover, I think yeah. of Allgaier. Yeah. I mean, he said it, too, the junior motorsports factor here. I mean, the results don't show it, but yeah. they really had the three best cars. Just one of them, Noah Gregson, uh, ended up getting disqualified. But, you know, Allgaier, Barry, won two, and Gregson was really the, the third best car. I mean, the, I, I feel like they could be headed to serious championship contention with, with multiple cars this year. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. All right, handicap, yeah. cup race. I know it's only Monday, but we look right ahead. <laughs> Is it true X's race? Dover? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm, I'm, listen, I think this is Chase Elliott's race. Ooh. Chase Elliott. I'm going to take Owen Larson's dad. Owen Larson's dad? Yeah. yeah. How can well, I not? If either of those win, then Dustin <laughs> Dustin's going to have to throw his power rankings away. It's going to be a total disaster. Thanks for joining us on Motor Mouse. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.